Welcome in. I'm so glad you made us part of your day. I'm Tony Moore, expert food and beverage headhunter, semi-professional podcaster, and I interview the best heads in business to bring you all the important trends shaping the $6 trillion food and beverage industry. My totally awesome brands featured here take us deep into the world of sustainability and the plant-based food movement, the up-and-coming CBD and good-for-you categories. How about the purpose and mission-based companies striving to make real change in our world? They're here too. The latest in food tech. You want to learn how to build a brand, maybe scale a brand? I've got you covered. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on LinkedIn. Stay tuned. Welcome to Winning at Work. I'm Tony Moore. I am really, really excited for my next guest. And the, the main, one of the, the big reasons why is there's a obviously a huge trend around sustainability. And we do see, you know, food tech trying to adjust and fix some of these problems that we're having. But then you get these other products that just, it makes so much sense. It's like, why has no one addressed this issue before? And it's a, it's an item. It's a product that we use literally every day. And Carl, I'm so glad you're here. Carl Starkey, this uh, product of yours, it truly is awesome. And I know that's a pun because it's awesome sauce. <laughs> Welcome into winning at work today. Thanks, Tony. I'm glad to be here. What? So, you know, I think in today's kind of, you know, hip uh, environment. I think the very fact that your product is literally AWSM to me that that in and of itself is awesome. You know, you're you're actually uh, you know appealing to that uh, kind of cool hip vibe, even with your name. Yeah, there's there's a couple pieces with it. One, we didn't want to be too tongue in cheek. Uh, we didn't want to be taken as childish. However, um, it's something that a lot of people say. Um, it's it's a frequent like it's a colloquialism. And so the way that we're spelling it is kind of a nod to our mission. Uh, we've taken out the E-O-E, uh, just like we're taking out water and plastic from our product. So it's a new way of seeing the word. Uh, there's a little bit of pushback on it. So people have said, is it an acronym? Um, so we'll play around with it. Um, but I, we're super excited about it. We've only gotten positive feedback so far. Yeah, I mean, I could listen. I mean, I've had this conversation with others before where, you're talking to investors, you're talking to veterans, and they always have their ideas, they always have their opinions. And you know, you know what they say about opinions, everyone's, you know, everyone's got one. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, well, listen, before we kind of get into the meat of our, uh, of our discussion here today, how, tell us more about the brand, you know, how you started it, what's your vision, just give us a little more of an insight. What are you guys trying to, to fight? Yeah, thanks. So, Awesome. Fundamentally, we we are a sustainability company, just like you you had mentioned. Our mission is to help reduce the burden of single use plastic on the consumer. So what's what's tricky is we we know that there's a lot of movement around recycling and composting and um, just sort of being double users of things. But when you get into the sauce and condiment industry and you're buying billions of single use squeeze bottles, you really don't have a second purpose for them. I mean, even, even if you want to, like you, there's just the sheer quantity of it. And so 
we've taken the approach of if we can take the burden of recycling off of the consumer and make a system where you have at the end of the line, you have the same condiments that you've always come to know and love, but you don't have to take on that burden of, oh man, I'm buying a plastic bottle and I don't have anything to do with it. Because the real deal is the, the consumers are being taxed when those plastic bottles are being created. So, so manufacturing companies are taxed when they're, when they're using virgin plastic. That's being passed on to the consumers. So they're paying for it. Then they pay for the actual product on the shelf, which is a, is a plastic bottle. Wait, wait. You mean there's a – now, I've never heard this. So there is a, a tax on virgin plastic. So I guess that's the government's way of saying shame on you for not using recycled. Yeah, and it's not a local government. That's that's on a global scale. So for producing plastic, manufacturers are taxed. So there's a tax, and then they just bake that into their their unit unit economics. So it's part of the cogs. And so so consumers are paying for that when they purchase the product. Then they're paying for the product. Now they own that plastic bottle. And most most Americans, I've, I mean, I've gotten into Uber rides. I've talked to so many people about this product, and they're like, you know what? It's not really my market my market because I recycle. The problem is if you've seen 90% of recycling doesn't actually make it to a recycling facility. I don't think people know that. Up- Honestly, I don't think people know that and I know this is not our segment today, but do you have any more information around that because that's that is staggering because so many of us, myself included, we're pretty religious, you know, about cleaning, washing, throwing, you know, throwing it in there and getting it in a separate bin. Totally, totally. I mean, it's 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 pretty mind boggling. I mean, glass is is completely upcyclable. But then the moment that there's a certain type of of label on it, if that label isn't taken off fully, then it renders that glass bottle non recyclable. And so then it's thrown away. Well, when you think when you think about the workforce um, through the pandemic, numbers in the in the waste management went down. And so, you know, these trucks are like, look, we've got to get stuff off of the curbs. And so it's better for us to just take a single trash truck and pick everything up. And so there's, again, we're saying it's removing the burden because people don't really know that that's there. But then when they see it, it, it's pretty egregious. I mean, we're talking about 90% of recycled items end up in a landfill or the ocean. Yeah, it's almost like you just... Basically, it's just not happening. So it's basically not it's happening. basically yeah. not happening. So okay, so Awesome Sauce is really there to kind of combat that. Well, tell us more about the brand because you know what I have seen of it, you know, online and and kind of the the way you've kind of presented it. I love the idea. You know, tell us specifically what is this product? Ultimately, Awesome Sauce wants to be a zero waste sauce and condiment company. So what that means is we're offering consumers to to purchase a, a reusable container. So whether that's a squeeze bottle, uh, a glass dipping jar, a metal ramekin, we're offering a reusable dishwasher safe vessel that when you add water and our sauce powders and mix it up, so just shaking, you reconstitute to make all of the sauces that you know and love. So right now we have ketchup, we have barbecue, we have a Chesapeake fire sauce, we have a soy sauce, and we have a honey mustard. and there's so many variations on those, but really our brand is about boosting those social engagements without that sort of underlying concern of I'm adding more plastic into the world because Paul and I, we call ourselves dad entrepreneurs and, and that's a, that's a big part of our company. 
we want to do business in a way that's going to make the lives of our kids better. We don't want to cause a problem that our kids and our grandkids are going to have to solve. Is that a term, dadspreneurs? I like to think it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there you go. And I probably didn't even say it right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's an accepted vernacular, but yeah, um, it is now. Have, say it again. It Let, let's get it. Hashtag. What is it again? Dad entrepreneurs. Bingo. Yeah. So take the en off and slam dad in there. <laughs> uh, I, we'll take that over the dad jokes any day. Okay, so you've got this powder that you guys uh, have created and crafted and you've got your, your, your own special flavors and ingredients. You mix it with water. How is it doing in taste test right now? Dude, we are crushing. So, so the, a couple of the other value propositions that we have is all natural. We're vegan and we're gluten-free. Um, we will, we will continue to develop and get into that organic world. But right now we're doing, Every every opportunity that we get to do a demo, we're doing demos. And right now, it's not easy to do that because post-pandemic, people are kind of concerned with, with the shared food concept. So we've got to switch up the format. But we found a, a number of opportunities to do demos. And our demos, I mean, every time we do a demo, we have a scorecard. And we're looking for f- for three things. Taste. So that that's sort of a non-starter. And it's not something that we go crazy on the branding about because we feel like ingredients and flavor have to be on par with with what's standard. So so we're looking for taste, consistency, and the look of the product once it's reconstituted. And right now on average, we're getting a, a like a an 8.9 on taste, um, an 8.9 on consistency, and like a 9.2 on on look. Um, 9.2 we, on look. Uh, to me that seems to me that's incredible just because I would imagine that was like be the hardest thing to recreate just by someone, you know, shaking the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, perception is, is certainly there. I mean, even when we had the idea, my first thought was oh, powdered milk. Um, and there's a company out there, it's called Laird. They're, they're valued at like $160 million. Uh, and it's a powdered almond milk. Cha-ching. So, yeah. So people are starting to get over. I mean, look at the number of powdered things in the world right now. I mean, th- this move towards sustainability and removing the water and the plastic isn't I mean we're not we're not starting that there's there's some wonderful companies out there bite bite is a great example they've taken the water and the plastic out of toothpaste um, they send like these little tablets that you chew and they're in a glass jar beautiful product wonderful um, when you look at, at some of the the hair products they're taking they're taking a, a, a nod to that as well there's a company another wonderful company called blue land blue land has these tablets when reconstituted with water make all of your cleaning products and so I think in no, general, that's cool. I've getting, not heard of that one. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and they're, they're doing well. They got they got like three point one million dollar investment from Comcast, and they have a both companies have a direct to consumer model, um, and and you know you you start to see this this concept of I don't need to have my products shipped around the country with water. In in specific to our our industry, the leading condiment company. In 2020, during the pandemic, sent 1 billion single-use bottles, which equals 120 million gallons of water. And that moved around the world. And the number of months that that sat constituted in a bottle before it even hit your shelf in a store, and then you bought it, and then it sits in your refrigerator for X number of months. So so what we're doing with our powders, we're taking a different approach. You make it when you need it. 
It's all natural. It's fresh. It has this bright color, this bright flavor, and it's really surprising. There's a total wow factor. We we did a we did a blind taste test against. I don't want to say the name, but <laughs> not to be a, named. We, <laughs> yeah, we did a blind taste to get test against the the unanimous favorite in the ketchup world, and unanimously we won. That is awesome. Well, now, it's good news, it, bad news, because you don't want them to come after you, but you know maybe you do. Maybe <clears throat> no, we we to- I totally want them to come after me because honestly, it's such a big market. It's a hundred and thirty billion dollar market, and condiments now. Condiments now, pickles and olives are in there, and we're not going to do that. But um, apologies it's to such a uh, big, pickles and uh, olives, yeah, totally. Uh, um, so it's such a big market that we want we want the Heinz, we want the McCormicks to look at us and get pissed off. I mean, we're we're ready to push them to make a change, and I think that I think that you know, general public is is also looking for that. They just when you look at these big conglomerates, it, it can get kind of overwhelming to be like, well. They're so big. They're so convenient. Like, how would you institute change? And and that's what these two entrepreneurs are trying to do. You you touched on a couple of things that I know are are huge obstacles for so many food brands, and we've talked about it a lot here on the show. Um, fundraising. Well, we've not got into a lot yeah. about fundraising, and of course, your your business partner is pretty good around that. You've got some ideas. Yeah. You've got some ideas around that, and also demo. I've heard that's the one of the biggest challenges that even beverage companies are having, right? They've got you know, that's typically how beverage companies break into new markets and get new SKUs. They just do tasting. So, you know, maybe you're kind of cracking the code here a little bit. Help help us understand. Yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll I'll jump into demos first, and then and then we'll go because we we also took a sort of a two headed approach on fundraising that it, it seemed to be a recipe for success for us. Um, on the demo side, though, we've really we've so so we have a, a direct to consumer model. That's that's where we want to go. We the the most egregious players for or the most egregious users of single use plastic is the home. It's just it is what it is. But but there's this B two B concept as well, where where there's a lot of restaurants that want to have a more sustainable approach, and they're looking at some of the value propositions that we're bringing, where it's a lot lighter to ship. Storing is a lot longer. It's fresh, and they can they can tweak flavors. And so we've gone to a number of of restaurants, and we've done we've done sort of we won't we wouldn't call it a demo, but we've actually instituted product there. So so we take the product and we give it to them, and we say, look, why don't you use this? Use this for two weeks. Like how much how much ketchup do you go through? Use awesome sauce for three weeks and give us feedback. Tell us if your consumers are coming back saying something about the ketchup. Tell us if reconstituting in the back of house is a burden and and really sort of takes manpower away from what you're trying to do. And so we've used that as as demos, and I, I, I call it ketchup watching. So there's a there's a term my wife is now becoming familiar with. It's called ketchup watching. <laughs> ketchup watch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so I'll go. Yeah, I'll go into that. a restaurant. I'll go into a restaurant and, and really I just watch. You do, I just want to see. I want to see how how the uh, waitress staff are 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 working with the product. Like when they reconstitute it, is that like a burden? Do they roll their eyes? I'm looking for like sort of signs of like, oh, this is a burden. Or oh, hey, I just got to make more ketchup. No problem. Um, when it's on the table, I'm looking at when the consumers use it. Are they looking at the label, trying to say like, oh, what's awesome? What's, 
I was expecting hunts or hinds or, you know, whatever. So I'll just go and, and catch up watch. And then in addition to that, I, I'd say catch up we, stock. I, <laughs> catch up stock. <laughs> um, a at, at some point, uh, yeah, it's, at some point we'll get we'll get there. Right, uh, right now, it's, I think we're, we're still in the, the honeymoon phase. <laughs> yeah, well, I just want to comment on that because I know for me, some of the meal experiences that I go through, it is an experience, and if people maybe understood what the brand was all about, the mission and the vision. And then what if the guests were actually given the powder themselves? What if they reconstituted it themselves? I don't know if, if y'all had thought about that, <clears throat> but. You, you're talking about in restaurants? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's some, there's some legs there. I think initially there's. Look, it's your brand. I'm just, I'm just, th- I'm just saying sometimes it's a, it's a fun experience to, you know, be part of the food that you're eating. You know, when you do like, like a fondue or something, you know, you're, yeah, you're, oh, you're, to- you know, totally. you're kind of immersed in it. And if yeah, it, dep- it depends on the on um, the style yeah, of, of dining. Right, yeah, right. I mean, if it's upscale, you're probably not wanting to, to mix the powder. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but uh, right, right. I mean, we, we are we are trying to to. There will be a point where we're, we're we're suggesting restaurants to move towards this ramekin based sauce serving. Okay, um, for people so who don't know having, what ramekin is, what is that? So a ramekin is is kind of a, a one to two ounce cup. Um, it, it, some restaurants will have the, the the squeeze bottle at the table, and some some restaurants will send out a small sauce cup, and that's called a ramekin. You're you're introducing this into the restaurants. How else are there are, are you getting this kind of demos slash you know uh, practice? What's what other techniques are you using other than just going to the restaurant? Yeah, so so as as events start coming back up, we've jumped back on that wave. Uh, recently, we did the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. And it was it was amazing. This f- funny story. This guy came up to the table, um, massive ring on, big dude. Uh, but you know, my mind wasn't there. I was just thinking about ketchup. So I, I looked at him and I was like, "Oh, great ring, man. Good for you." Um, and everybody, you know, he goes through the whole demo. I I tell him about the product. He t- he tries it, loved it, gave us a rating. Um, and then as as he walked by, one of the staff is like, "You're not really a football guy, huh?" <laughs> like uh what and right across from our, our table is this like shrine of a guy named seth joiner and i look i'm like oh shit <laughs> that was okay that that was him <laughs> and when he signed the card it was like his his signature so if seth joiner listens to this <laughs> good for yeah, you man. there you go well hashtag <laughs> seth joiner yeah. you, you just got a shout out on the uh winning at work podcast yeah, no, it it was great. I mean, so, so you're so in the celebrity. The reason, what the you're saying I is say the celebrity though, endorsement. You did the unintentional celebrity endorsement. It, it, exactly. Like we we're doing demos. It doesn't matter the age group. So what's exciting for us is sauce is not something. When when you start a company, there's always this question of like how accepted is their product market fit, and sauce statistically is in 98 percent of homes in America. That's 98 percent of homes. So. And there's probably 2% who just don't want sauce, which is fine. I don't want to sell to them. So so for us, it, it really isn't like finding our target demo and being like, oh, do you like ketchup or do you like barbecue sauce? It's it's really just like, hey, I know you like sauce. And so can I do a demo for you? And that's opened up so many doors because we went to this Hall of Fame and we did a table, a table there and we got about 75 people came up and filled out a card for us. Um, we'll go to a school and we'll 
work with kids and we'll say, look, Paul, Paul and I met at a, at a boarding school. We both worked. Paul was my, my boss actually. And, and Paul is, is your, your, your co-founder partner. Paul, Paul's my co-founder. Yep. Paul Lehman. Um, so he, he was the athletic director and I was the head cross coach. And so, um, so we're familiar there as well. So we have, and my wife is a division one field hockey coach. And so we have teams and we have groups that we can go to. And so we've, we've sort of been inundating them with sauce, just trying to get their feedback as much as possible, both on the mixing and on the flavor. And I mean, <clears throat> during practice, I'll, I'll come around with like a hot sauce and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be putting hot sauce on kids' fingers. Man, like, try this, try this. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> um, but it's kind of that gritty, that gritty startup mentality of like, if I'm if I'm next to somebody, that's an opportunity to try the sauce. Exactly. Like, don't don't pass that up. Like, it doesn't matter if it's somebody on a bus or if it's somebody in a restaurant okay. or if it's somebody who's like. The, the, see, that's what I would want to see. To me, see that is ketchup stocking. I'd want to just stalk you. At the, you know, at the grocery store, at the, at the, you know, you're in line at, you know, the, the UPS store. Why is this guy asking me to stick my finger in this sauce? I don't know the guy. I mean, to me that, yeah. that's like guerrilla marketing. <clears throat> totally, totally. And, and really what I'm trying to get, because Paul and I have such big characters. I mean, I'd like to say that we're very loving guys and we're, we're this sort of like dad bod dudes. Um, and we're kind of funny, I think. Um, <laughs> so the people in our network, they like us. And so we're always concerned, like, are you just saying you like it so much because you think we're cool? <laughs> right, because we're so, so awesome to you. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Give us real so, feedback. Well, it sounds like you are getting real feedback, though, with all these different you know, scorecards that you're giving out. Totally. It, I mean, it's, you know, it's not super fancy. Um, when you, when you think about like grabbing statistical uh, analysis, I mean, we're, we're picking up a card and then we're writing it into an Excel sheet and saying like, Oh, this week we got a 9.4 on the ketchup, man. Well, the little extra vinegar really helped. Um, but, but really we're, we're taking every opportunity. Um, we have considered, uh, the fanny pack move, uh, reinstituting the fanny pack into a sauce bag, and and wearing that around, we we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, though. please. That those fanny packs are they're 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 dead for a reason. Uh, yeah, your your CPG uh, packager will uh, will disagree with you on that one. So yeah, are, you want me to jump into uh, fundraising? Yeah, yeah. What so talk about that's a huge obstacle. And so what are you doing around that? Yeah. So, so for fundraising, especially in the CPG, especially in the food space, fundraising can be hard. Um, and, and for us, we're in a massive conglomerate driven market. Um, I mean, the guys that we're going up against our villains, if you will, are, are big guys, like big, big, um, some, some of these companies, you know, they're these tech companies, they're, they're, they're building out a new niche. Um, but really we're coming hard with sustainability in, uh, in an old, an old industry that hasn't changed for a long time. So there's a couple of really cool, exciting things there. One, it's ripe for disruption. The numbers really play in our favor. Um, and so, so we've taken two approaches. Paul, my co-founder, um, sp spent a good part of his career in institutional fundraising. So, so higher education fundraising. So he has built relationships magnificently. He's done a really, really good job. And, and, First out of the gate, we leveraged them. We went to our friends and family and we said, Hey guys, we're trying to do this. And so we were, we were looking at small check sizes, uh, just to get us going, just to give us uh, a proof of concept. 
so that we could start mixing in the kitchen. And I remember, you know, like the late nights, you mix up like two pounds of a, of a sauce and you add too much salt and you're looking at it like, shit, like, <laughs> Trash that one. we can't use, yeah, we can't use this or, oh man, okay, do, do we double it and then not add this, add the salt for the, for the next round and then mix them and then they'll be good. <laughs> right. You're, you're pinching, you're pinching pennies. Yeah. And so, so those are, those are kind of small check sizes and, and, they, and they've grown, but then we also took an interesting approach. There's a club, there's a, there's an app called clubhouse. And for me, I was just sort of, sort of cold reaching out cold to figures in the CPG world who have been successful. And I wanted to get their feedback. I wanted to say like, you know, can I send you some of this and just see the concept, see the mission, hear the mission and try the sauce. There was one guy, Mike Fada, who has been a major success in the CPG world. He he's invested. He has a small portfolio of 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 food companies that he's invested in, and so I wanted to get in front of him. And he responded and said, "Find me on Clubhouse." And I think what I'd like the the listeners to take away from this is always follow up when you're fundraising. You're going to hear cues from people. They're going to say yeses. They're going to say noes, but a majority of them are going to be in the middle of like, you know, it might not be me, but I know this guy or I know this girl or I know this woman at, at this institution. Never leave that that leaf unturned because the fruits that it will bear are, are sort of tenfold. We, we've raised over three quarters of a million dollars because we haven't left a leaf un, unturned. And so when Mike Fada told me to go on Clubhouse, I had never heard of the app. Um. It, Tony, have you? I have, have you heard, heard of, of it. Yeah, it's it's a different. It's kind of a unique platform, yeah, and you can get like brought into like conversations. Insta- it's kind of it's a little weird, but I, yes, I have heard of it. Yeah, it's like Twitter meets LinkedIn and had a baby, and it's it's it can be really noisy depending on what you get yourself into. But um, I was super focused on the the channels that he was in, and so the ones that he's in happen to be CPG pitch channels, and so. The first day, I remember my wife was looking at me like, what are you doing? I was scrambling to find a piece of paper and taking notes because I joined this pitch and you raise your hand and you can get called up on stage. Raw so stage. I'm, I'm, yes, that's it. Yeah. Like five minutes into the app, I didn't even have details in my bio. <laughs> I didn't have a picture. And I raised my hand and the guy's Carl, like, come go. on up. You're up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> now. And yeah, he was like, you're, you're, you're going to go third. And the guy, I just remember the guy ripping this woman on her pitch. He was basically like, look, you're in front of all of these investors and we asked you to do a three minute pitch and you can't figure out how to talk to, about your company in three minutes when we could all potentially invest. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, well, got to hit three minutes. <laughs> and so I was taking notes and I was like, all right, okay, here are the things I want to hit. I have to do 30 seconds on this. And I set up my phone and I nailed it. I was at 256. And that guy ended up being a guy named Saba. And Saba loved the pitch. He was like, look, you fumbled through it. You need to put some details on your bio so we know who you are. And I was like, all right, got it, got it, got it, got it. And I was taking notes. And everybody that um, responded, I was like, thank you. How can I follow up with you? And the responses were absolutely asinine. Tony, these guys are saying like, find me on Instagram or send me a message in LinkedIn. Like they're everything but the app. Like a couple of people said, message me on the app. But anyway, my point is for the for <laughs> well, listeners. Well, you, you're a grinder. You're a hustler. You know, you're, you're competitive. You guess, yeah, that's what you're saying. You got to go after it. 
Yeah, you got to go after and you got to listen. Like you have to be like if they're saying meet me on Instagram, fuck it. Meet them on Instagram. Like don't don't be ashamed or shy of sending that message through Instagram like a DM and it ended up spiraling up about $350,000 from the web that I mean Paul and I keep saying Clubhouse provides. I mean, here here's what here's what come out of it. I got $350,000 in investment. I got accepted to one of the leading accelerators in Techstars, which is funded by the Minnesota Twins. So now we're doing a pilot in the Minnesota Twins Stadium. And I got accepted to, um, I can't really talk about all of the details, but to an entrepreneurial competitive TV show that's on one of the major four. Like I think that's a huge win. And it took me three days just busting my ass and taking notes. I love it. I keep, I keep wanting to say awesome. <laughs> Please do. Uh, yeah. Please continue to do it whenever, whenever you get the chance. That's awesome. So what, what are the other obstacles that you're running up against at this point in your, in your growth phase, as we kind of you know wrap up today, what's been the, the other hurdles that you're crossing? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good question. Um, in the, in the food world, um, there's a lot of stigmas. So, so we're always facing those kind of alluded to those, to that earlier, like reconstituting from powder is not the sexiest thing that we've ever heard of. Um, I think on the, the manufacturing side, really getting, getting a product, getting the hard good that, that will, that will last in the kitchen and sort of threading the line between not over engineering, but then not under engineering because, Again, we, we want to be zero waste. Like ultimately, we want to be zero waste. And so, so that means we want to have compostable pouches for our powder. That means at the end of the life cycle of the bottle or container, we want to have that be something that is actually recyclable. So like a glass or a bottle that's industrial compostable, has industrial compostable capabilities. Um, and so right now, it's sort of the back end that is that is challenging. And and honestly, it's Tony, like there's a mental fatigue piece to it. Like you know, yeah. people might not, people might not talk about that, and but they don't, but really. I, they don't, but, but touch yeah, on it. Paul and I, Paul and I each have two kids. So he's got twin eight year olds and I have a five and a two year old and our wives are, are wonderful. Like Paul's wife is an ER doc and my wife is a, a nationally ranked uh, division one field hockey coach. And so part of the challenge is we're over here talking about changing the world the way that the world, and we have to do that we we cannot settle for saying like oh we're just going to build a company we have to go after these major guys and say we're going to change the way people saw us forever um and so there's there's a little bit of a mental fatigue that comes where just these two guys in a room throwing around ideas trying to solve a, a massive massive problem um and you got to keep taking yourself seriously like we look at our kids and we're like man there's a lot that we could do but we've got to balance, like we've got to get this, this work done and we've got to get, build this brand and we've got to make these partnerships. And so one, one of the things that, you know, I think for, for listeners, it's exciting to hear startups who are preparing to make a big splash. But if there's other startup founders out there, like just, just know like the, the grind is hard. Reach out to other people. That that's been the biggest thing that's that's kept us sane. A support group. Our me- yeah, our mentors. Our mentors, mentors. are unbelievable. Yeah. And and I'll I'll ask anybody. I'll ask. I mean, there's a there's a dude. I'll give him a shout out. Jake from from Craft Mix. 
it's a powder base um, cocktail mix. You mix water, um, your alcohol, and then this flavor mix. I, I straight up reached out to him on Slack. And I was like, look, man, you're in the powder industry. Like, I'm just, just I just want to pick your brain. And now him and I have a back and forth. And, and that, that can be so supportive. Um, and, and I think that transcends just startup. That, that's sort of like a, a motto for life. Like if, if you can find a little network that, that, that is like-minded, use it. Use it to the best of your ability because it'll be hard. Like it, it's not easy building a startup and being away from like I've been away from my family for like three weeks now. And I see them on FaceTime and such. But like my son, three weeks to a two-year-old. My son is going to be like a foot taller. He's going to be he's going to, he's going to be saying words I didn't even know. So so there, there's that piece, and I, I just think that um, in the startup world, and I even think like I appreciate what you're doing, uh, running a podcast like this. There's a lot of hours to go into that, and people have no idea just, the labor of love. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you know, you're you're doing the actual episode, and then you're cutting up for hours, and then you're trying to figure out, you know, how do I how do I brand and market this specific episode within my ecosystem of of the podcast, and like it's there, there's a grind there. So I think just, just making sure that people are, are aware that other people are, are in that grind as well and would appreciate talking about it is, is a good thing to know. Carl, this really, truly has been awesome. Um, <laughs> Keep going, I, but I use the word awesome a lot anyway. So now I feel like I'm such a, such a, yeah, uh, no, that's such a, a tool. that's one of the things like, like a, a lot of people are like, you know, people overuse that. And it's like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you I, love it. Doesn't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I know. I literally, that's like one of the words I use. I feel like, well, I'm, I'm not 12. I know, but I like the word. So yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like we're not, I don't have a boss. <laughs> you don't. It's not you like, don't. like people, people are looking at us like, you know, is that, is that too childish? I'm like, well, I, it doesn't matter. That's all right. Nothing matters. I, that like, young <laughs> if it is, and don't young buy Young, exactly. Yeah. Young at heart. Well, truly, this has been, um, it's, it's been great to, to kind of delve into this new realm of, you know, sauces and sustainability and the grind, the fundraising and how to get out and demo. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Carl. Before we go, you, you need to tell us real quick, how, how can we find the product? If people are, you, what are you doing? Is there, a, is there an e-commerce site right now for this? Th- thanks for asking. Yeah, we, we're actually in a, in a week, um, in two weeks we're doing a soft launch um, but then we'll continue to offer products just go to our website w i'm sorry just go to our website awsm sauce.co um and you'll you'll find all, all of the information you can sign up for our newsletter we just recently purchased the the url sauce responsibly.com so we'll, we'll integrate those two together but awsm sauce.co and you'll find all the information you'll get you can make fun of us. Uh, there's, there's some engagement there as well. Oh, perfect. Awesome. So, thank- <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm just, I'm an, I'm an idiot. I, this is like my word. This, this, this is like the worst podcast for me. All right. <laughs> thank great. you so much for being here, Carl. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs>